honey, I love a luxurious moment, but I also love luxury that like doesn't cost quite so much. Then I discovered Quince and it was a total game changer. They have so many different items to choose from. They have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Thanks, Quince. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury, honey. Go to quince.com slash curious for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash curious to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash curious. My husband loves him some ritual. His little tum-tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. Meet Jonathan Van Ness. Jonathan is 36 years old, hosts this very podcast, and lives in a house that's slowly being taken over by cats, dogs, and designer bags. Jonathan could use some death cleaning. In fact, we could all use some death cleaning. So today, we're calling in the pros. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week, I get to sit down for a gorgeous conversation with a brilliant expert, or in this case, three, to learn all about something that makes me curious. Today, we are going to be learning all about Swedish death cleaning and all three of our guests, well, actually two of our guests are joining us from Sweden, but another one is joining us from Cyprus, which we'll be getting to that later. But welcome to this show. Ella Ingstrom is an organizer. Johan Svensson is a designer. And Katarina Bloom is a psychologist. Together, they're a team of Swedish death cleaners who star in Peacock's fantastic new series, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning which by the way, you guys, is done by Scout Productions, who also does Queer Eye. So basically today, I'm meeting like three of my TV unscripted first cousins. Like I am so excited that y'all are here. But let's dive in because I think this is one of the most interesting titles of a telly show ever. Like when I first saw the advertisements, I was like, must figure out what is this about? So interesting. So I think that's the best question to start with. What is Swedish death cleaning and what does it have to do with death? (laughs) (laughs) who wants to go (laughs) Uh, it has a lot to do with death but also about living here and now it's a bit of a philosophy in the show about applying uh, swedish death cleaning which is a term and it's also doing but it's also philosophy so uh, in this show we meet eight different characters uh, or like the participants 
who are in crossroads in lives. Uh, some have terminal cancer, someone inherited stuff. Uh, so what we do is that we go into their houses and teach them how to death clean. <laughs> what's Swedish about it? Like, what's like the tradition? Like, what makes it Swedish? I think it's uh, it's a bit weird because uh, not many people in Sweden, we don't always talk about death cleaning. We just do it. My, my mother did death cleaning when she was a kid together with my grandmother. It's just something you do. I the death clean with my grandmother. Um, it's, uh, it's in our culture. It's, uh, it's something that we don't just do when we're old. You do it kind of throughout life, especially when you are in this kind of transition. Um, one of your team members said she was just moving and she was like, I loved watching the show. It helped me so much in like understanding how I can like relate to all my items because not everything you own is equally important in every day of your life. We need to like be mindful and reflect upon like, how does this really serve me today? Am I the same person now as I was two or three years ago? Uh, and it's the same thing with relationships. Like um, we have elderly that, that's passing. What a beautiful way to reconnect with them uh, through their possessions and talk about them. What were your life like? Uh, what's important to you? What is your legacy that you want me to know so that I can carry this on? There's so many openings into life through death. But also like in a, in a pragmatic way, uh, what it's is about to actually uh, take care of your st stuff, sort it out and don't leave things behind for your relatives, your family, friends to take care of. Uh, I mean, that's like the short explanation that uh, don't leave, you know, heaps of stuff behind that uh, to have someone else sort out for you. That's very unfair. Uh, but I think what gains attention about this show is not just the death perspective or living here and now. It's also that we live in time when people overconsume. So it's also about sustainability, about actually choosing what's, uh, you know, what's the purpose of this? Do you really need this item, you know? Is it sustainable to have all these things? Yeah. I think some of us listening right now are feeling a little attacked, <laughs> darling, because some of us like our shit. So, um, <laughs> how, so how is Swedish death cleaning gentle? Yeah, I mean, actually, it's like a practice that you do over time. So if you start early to do the death cleaning, it's something you do over time. So then you can be gentle about it and do uh, some step now and then and just don't uh, do it uh, like brutal <laughs> if you <laughs> if you save it to to late to yeah so you end up with a lot of stuff then it's going to be more overwhelming and uh, tougher to do the death cleaning so take it step by step and do a little now and then in terms of like it like culturally like making sure that you don't get too much stuff that's like what's is there like any um barometer for what you're like is as far as like Katarina when you were saying earlier like are you the same person that you were three years ago when you got something like how do you guys like what's like the vernacular or how do you speak to like if the thing is serving you anymore uh, we jokishly kind of say that we have three categories like big stuff small stuff important stuff and it's very like blunt because we're not just like always joyful or just sad, especially when we're dealing with loss and the, the transitions in life, we're always so many mixed contradictory feelings. So it's more like, is this important to me? Does this add value to my life? Uh, and I think it's very a gentle process in that aspect as well. It's, it, it's kind of generous. Uh, we're really 
tailoring this process. And you can see that in each episode. Uh, like, what's your needs right now? How can we be of service to you? And what is important to you right now? I mean, I think also you can say that if you are in your garden and you need to prune a tree or something, you need to cut something away to have a space to evolve as well. Okay, it's really interesting that you bring that up because that literally has taken me three gardening seasons to get together. Like, I could not prune a tomato plant to save my life. <laughs> so in the series, we we meet incredible people in need of death cleaning. And I think one thing that really spoke to me Obviously, I have like a little experience in unscripted telly. I was really struck by your um, subject's willingness to be vulnerable, you know, in tough situations. It's so hard to like get up in front of so many people and like lay yourself bare. And I felt that their stories, I could feel from where I sat, like so much authenticity. It felt really real. Um, so can you share, you know, without spoiler alerting for everyone, because we want people to watch. It's on Peacock right now. Um, can you share some of the stories with us? I think um, there are two individuals that stand out to me. Uh, I was just re-watching actually one of these episodes today. Um, it's Godfrey, who's this very young, shiny soul who lost both of his parents in just 14 months while he was still battling cancer himself. Oh. It's such a tough density of life hitting you down like that. And... Um, in his house, it was reflected kind of his, his living areas were so polished and in order, but down in the basement, he just shoved all of his parents' belongings and he didn't really want to go down there or know mm. what to do with it. And he kept telling us that um, if I get rid, rid of even this tiny item that used to belong to them, I feel in my heart that I'm getting getting rid of them. And uh, it's... Uh, it's, and I'm also thinking about Dog, another episode. Uh, he had a very heavy history with his ex-wife who later committed suicide. Uh, mm. They had shared two kids together and uh, uh, he collected all of the paperwork and the divorce papers were down in the basement. And in my conversation with him, he actually says that, that when I went through this dark period in my life, I just shoved everything down into my basement, like emotionally. And I think that's so true for how we go about painful uh, chapters in our life. It's so easy that uh, we just shove it down, like away you go, painful emotion. And, um, and it's no wonder that we feel stuck sometimes in life. It's no wonder that we can have like a beautiful surrounding, but still feel empty or restless. And I think doing the heavy lifting around the emotional work, it's so gratifying and it's so... Uh, fulfilling. I think um, it was it's so beautiful to see that. I mean, you've seen that on, on Queer Eye as well. You see the process. You see how this like the history repeats itself. It's almost like a, a method in the end. How people just feel so much more lighter and freer, and uh, how and they keep saying, "I'm able to breathe again." Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's just so such a good reminder that we need to clear out the dark corners in our house as well as in our emotional body. That's so important for us to see because I think that's also something that Scout does really well is that they tell stories that need to be told and need to be seen. And they um, show, you know, the realities of what it is to be a human and as, to be a human now, which I, I love. I love their ability to do that. And I think also the therapeutic part of our show is also that, uh, you know, the thing about like talking to a well-prepared stranger in a way, 
because you know that the, we we come to every participant's house with open hearts and they know it. And I think it's sometimes nice to be able to be spontaneous, laugh with someone who actually sees you for who you are in this very moment. And that's what you can see in the show uh, because everybody knows that. And that's also kind of a huge relief for a lot of the participants that we're there with our love, our, you know, gentle also like firmness sometimes, you know, to, you need to, you know, you push it a bit, you need to go on here and sort this out. But I think that's also like a big takeaway of the show, this kind of openness. Uh, you know, I know myself, you know, sometimes you had this deep talk with someone in a bar or whatever, you know, that changed your life. And I think the, this, the, the series conveys that in a way. I was very struck, like, struck by this because I, every episode that I watched, I really felt, I felt things. Um, and, and you say in the series that the phrase, like, I'm trying not to cry is distinctly American. Um, I don't even try not to cry anymore. I just let it out. Um, but can you speak to what it feels like to death clean? And, you know, you're essentially guiding people through really painful situations for them. So what's it like to, to be in that role of being that kind of leader? A lot of people actually long to just give in to those tears. And I think one thing that kept resurfacing was people saying, oh, it's, I feel lighter just by talking to you about this, uh, or this, this feels refreshing to me. And it's so paradoxical because in our mind, we think it's going to be horrible. No, I don't dare poking around in what's their loss or their pain because I don't want to make them feel more bad about themselves, but it's actually the opposite. I love how Shauna, she's, um, um, she's uh, a cancer, uh, stage four breast cancer patient, and uh, she knows she's going to die. And she says in the second episode, um, if I can't talk to my friends about this, then I'm going through it alone. And let's face it, like she's already, she has cancer. She knows she's about to die. And the best we, thing we can do about that is not closing our eyes around it. Uh, it's really about talking about it, like, Go up. This is really a, a thing I want everyone who hears this podcast, like knock on that door, ask that question that is on the tip of your tongue, but you're at the same time, you're afraid of, of asking this, but do it, do take the step because otherwise we isolate the person who is still like locked into so much pain and fear and like ambiguity about their future. And let's share that burden by just like, do you want to talk about it? I've noticed you've been tired lately. Uh, is there anything going on that you want to share? Uh, you can just start in a gentle like corner somewhere and they will set the pace. Uh, they will share if they want to share. It can be hard to share that space with someone when they are going through something so deep. And especially if you have something going on in like your life, like how do you guys, um, how do you self-care through through gentle Swedish death cleaning? You know, for me, being through a lot of things in my life, going to therapy myself, I think just people felt safe when they were with me. You can get a feeling that you're safe and it goes both ways. So I think more that I was filled with joy a lot of times when I left, uh, left the participants for the day. It, it, I mean, it was very rare that I, you know, that I felt, re I mean, it was like more an overall feeling when someone had something really tough going on in their lives. But the, ch the show is a lot about the joy that we create, the reality of the now, which means that we also, you know, imply a lot of joy and laughter. So, so you were kind of uh, uh, happy as well, you know, going home for what we all achieved together. Uh, so, so I think 
actually that will convey more to the viewer because they will get that kind of dense picture of what's going on. But for us, this is you know several days that we do this. So I I think there were you know was more sad when you heard about them when you know in the beginning when you were introduced to the subject. Uh, but when we were there, I mean. I mean, it was just so much fun connections. And I mean, we are friends with a lot of the people today, most of them, I think, you know, on Instagram and on, you know, on, on Facebook. And there's still this kind of joy and smile when we see each other. Honey, I love a luxurious moment, but I also love luxury that like doesn't cost quite so much. Then I discovered Quince and it was a total game changer. They have so many different items to choose from. They have washable silk tops and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Thanks, Quince. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury, honey. Go to quince.com slash curious for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash curious to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash curious. My husband loves him some ritual. His little tum-tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. How can we in our own lives embrace the emotions that come along with you know, with confronting these corners, whether that's like letting go of something or letting go of things that like a loved one, you know, has left us or, or as we're, as we're just cleaning these areas of our lives, how can we embrace those emotions and then still let go of sentimental objects? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's about being humble to yourself, I think. And uh, that I said before, doing it in different steps, it's like peeling, peeling an onion, you can say in different layers. So, just think about that and start with something that are a little more easy for you. And then you build up that muscle so you get tougher and tougher and can make those little tougher decisions uh, along the mm. way further on. So you don't run the marathon without doing some jogging and then running before. <laughs> you need so to like bite off little tra- chunks. Yes, you take small steps. That's the trick. 
I think that's also the like interesting part because I mean if we, if you read in the papers, people have been viewing the shows. They talk about declutter, but I would say it's not like a decluttering show in that sense. If you look at Marie Kondo, when they you know it's more about like judging the object from the surface. Do I like a pink sweater still, or did I buy three or something? This is more about the philosophy and starting that igniting that process that you should live that it's like a you know like a life diet yes. <laughs> in a way <laughs> hopefully you can come back to it sometimes you get a bit fat and then you start to exercise again and then it's, it's, it's kind of you know you get a new knowledge and no one wants to be on a diet full that you want to cheat a bit sometimes and that's <laughs> totally fine so this show is not about like tossing things away and judging you and saying that's wrong or that's right it's what what's meaningful to you so if you like have 5,000 Barbie dolls at home. Maybe we could anyway edit it down so it doesn't burden you or, you know, this. So there's a lot of different layers in, in, in the show, which I think the takeaway is also that the story of this participant really comes in focus. Uh, so we had a framework around them. So it's not like, oh, I learned how to tidy up my my house now. It's the same thing with my design. It's not that minimalism is not like an aesthetic. It's it's a result out of that process. It's not that, oh, you should have a minimalistic Scandinavian home now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's about like having a house that reflects you, that you like to be in. And that's what a lot of the participant uh, doesn't have, actually. Mm. I love that. And I think this is a process that we saw over and over again. In the beginning, they think this item is so important. But then when they do the the emotional work, they realize, ah, I carry this within me. And everything is around me. It's like optional. It's it's a bonus to to keep things that uh, gives uh, purpose and adds value to my life. But it's not a necessity. So let's say someone is just like, listening to this part and they're like, oh my gosh, this is really resonating with me. Like I need to Swedish death clean my life. Like how do they start? Like what's like the actual process of Swedish death cleaning? Yeah. One thing you can really start with is to look after if you have a lot of duplicates of stuff. That's a very easy way to start. Do you need so many of the same function and so on? Just choose the ones that are the best and donate the rest for example. But as Katarina said before, we look at the big stuff, the small stuff, the important stuff when we are doing the death cleaning. And one way to do it is to use the red dot system and it's to have those stickers and put red dots on the things that are going to leave your house. And that could be a donation or trash, for example. So that's one way to do it. And we also set up a a workstation because a lot of some of the houses were kind of big. We went to with a lot of stuff. And then we arranged workstations like in Godfrey's episode, we carried everything out in the backyard to actually like look at it. Sometimes that's the easiest way to just like expose everything uh, in daylight. And you can see, you know, what it is, what, what functions, you know, what can you toss away immediately, you know? Mm. Uh, So of course, the show has this takeaway about a really pragmatic system that Ella initiates um, outside of philosophy, of course. So, When you put up that sorting station that we call it, you also take one box at a time and look at one item at a time and make a decision about that thing. Because that's also one of the mistakes many people do when they are looking and thinking, oh, holy shit, I have so much things. Where should I start? 
and then you are overwhelmed and you are like, oh my God. But if you do it like that, take one box at a time or make a category, like categorize the things and just take one item, decide about that and then take the next and the next. Then you are like those small steps that we talked about. That's the and what reading. did you do with the box of old porn that we found, for instance? <laughs> yeah. oh. Yeah. oh my gosh, honey! Um, and what did, what did did was that something that was did was that a red dot or was that a donated to a museum? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do, we do, we do, do the archives. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ella, is there like is there other, like is there like a green dot too for yeah, like stays? it's a green dot too as well for the things that stays, especially if you have in boxes, then it's uh, yeah makes sense to put that green dot on the box so you really know what to save and yeah. Is there a to. yellow too? Yeah, it's a yellow one as well for the things it's that you want to. Yeah, yeah, the things that you want to give away, like donation or, for example, for loved ones. They are just leaving your house. The red and the uh, yellow is leaving your house. The green are the ones that are staying. And then we have the dilemma box. You have to t- tell it. Tell Jonathan about the dilemma box. Yeah, we also have that trick. If you have a hard time of letting go of things and you get stuck when you're doing this one touch rule, I call it, just take one item at a time and make the decision. And then if you are getting stuck and you can't decide, then you can make yourself a box that we call like a dilemma box. That you take one box and you put that item in that and you set a deadline on that box of uh, about a month. I will go back and look. Oh, I'm feeling attacked again, Ella. It's feeling yeah, pressure again, yes. Ella. No, you hard, put your uh, things in quarantine, you know. I'm My dilemma box is going to be like 15 years. <laughs> Now, in every episode, which I was obsessed with this, y'all, so freaking cute. The coffee breaks in the episode come through. So cute. What's the importance of resting and reflecting as we death clean? Um, And I also, so actually, that's the first question. So what is the importance of like resting and reflecting? I'm asking for a friend who has trouble resting. (laughs) (laughs) Does that friend have weird and long hair? Mm. (laughs) That actually is such a big part of it to just take that time and uh, just change the environment for a little while and just reflect. And then you can come with new eyes again and take, uh, yeah. You have to change environment or can you stay where you are and just reflect? You can sit where you are, but it's good to also go outside and take some fresh air. Oh, like outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant like a vacation. I'm like, shit, you got to like leave town. No, No, you can can do a staycation. (laughs) No, just leave that room, for example. If you are at the sorting station, don't take the fika break there. (laughs) Go another place, another room. On the on the pause, like uh, it's really I think it's really important to take those breaks to integrate, uh, because when you do the death cleaning, there's so many new thoughts and and stimuli and images that we really need to step back, as Ella said, in order to things to integrate, to shift perspective and understand what really resonates with me on the gut level. So uh, we highly recommend fika coffee bun go. That is not the first time I've heard that about the integrating part. My therapist literally talks to me about that a lot. She's like, I know that you logically know, but if you don't slow the fuck down to let it process, then it's not going to stick. And then I'm like, 
fuck off, lady. You don't fucking know me. And then I'm like, wait, you're my therapist. You know me better than anyone. I hate it when you're right. And then I, you know, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> it's hard. David. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money. Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous, like two bedroom suite instead of a one bedroom suite? So you're like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room. So you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your, your guys's room. Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Recently, I've been having some stomach problems. Everyone that I talked to recommended that I take a bunch of different supplements and vitamins, but it's kind of complicated to keep track of that many different pills and powders every day. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that supports my gut health while also supporting my immune and brain health. AG1 covers my bases with high-quality ingredients like pre- and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food-sourced nutrients. AG1 also replaces my multivitamin, my pre-slash-probiotic, and my supplements to support energy and focus. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com curious. That's drinkag1.com curious. Check it out. Um, do you notice any differences between how like Swedish people and like or like Swedish culture and American culture approach the idea of self-care? Well, I don't know if this is just my very personal opinion, but growing up, uh, I watched a lot of American high school movies and uh, the idea of self-care for women or young teenagers uh, was always the same, like paint your nails, do a facial, uh, like get your hair done, get new clothes. It's yeah. everything about pampering your surface and there's nothing wrong in that. Like that can be <laughs> you wonderful. You also though, Katarina, you forgot but, about like, you're supposed to have like a movie montage while you're doing that as well. Like that's what's oh, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> like it's like, it's like you have to like, the music has to be yeah. on in the background while you're doing your facial <laughs> and your mani and your petty and like you should exactly. probably Exactly. Like trying on some clothes as well and like doing some yeah. fun dancing. Um, just, you yeah. know, yes. But yeah, that's... In yes, order for I'm this really, to work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really smelling what you're <laughs> stepping in. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. And I, I mean, that can be wonderful and that can be part of your self-care routine, but that doesn't work for everyone. And I remember the first time I did a facial thing, I was like, wow, I'm going to do it like in the movies. And I'm like, uh, what's happened? Like, what? 
what then we just rest we just like what uh, uh, i felt like cheated uh, and i think as a grown-up woman now i feel um uh, there's so much more to the word self-care and also times have been changing i just enter instagram and there's like this is the 15 ways you can take care of yourself, like pet a bunny, uh, take a walk, <laughs> like uh, take deep belly breaths. And I love that type of change because in the show, at one moment, we were talking a little bit about if we would uh, spoil someone with uh, doing those kind of makeover things, but that would be it. Uh, then she wouldn't be getting some other things. And I felt like we really want to showcase this other end of the spectrum because the first thing it's great it can really work for a lot of people but it's nice to show variety and i really think our show does that i always say that too that like self-care is so much more than skin deep like self-care can be volunteering it can be like doing something in your community it can be like learning a new instrument it can, there's so many things that self-care can be i always think about it. it's like if it brings like more joy or presence like into your life like then it's self-care like if it's bettering your wellness it's self-care and that and sometimes that's actually like not doing something physical i love how you say often like uh, i don't know what your pocket of joy is but you gotta find it i love that uh, and when i i have two small kids and like my time is just non-existent my self-care routine is like so tiny and i love how you said like there's always like room for that pocket of joy uh because it's ever present. We can just like dip into it and then we're back again. Uh, so thank you for that, Jonathan. Do you feel like Swede or like Swedish culture or like Swedish approach to like, um, like self care is more just like aligned with like kind of like the death, like Swedish death cleaning, like, um, kind of ethos, which is just like, it's like a little, like maybe it's just like more like, um, I don't know. It's like, it is, it's like, it's like not short attention span vibes. It's like, it's more like layered and like culturally, like uh, like self care in Sweden. I mean, it's in, in. I think it's a bit of a silly word actually, uh, and uh, because I'm Swedish, uh, because what what we've been doing throughout the years is recre recreational things like just doing sports, going for walks in the woods. You know, we never call it self care. You know, in 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 that sense. So just being out a bit outdoorsy. You know, some healthy options of moving your body a bit forward. It doesn't have to be. You know. A lot of exercise in that sense but being connected to nature it's a huge country we're like uh, you know sweden has a population of you know uh, california county but we have like the land of you know it's it's a vast <laughs> space so it's a lot of like like when i grew up skiing doing things you know so and what i do like about the show is that that even if we have this philosophy we, we talk about things but it's secondary because what we do is also kind of pragmatic by the doing uh, emotions evolve in a way so okay so Johan, this is another one for you so i loved it when you said that there should never be a space in your house that you don't like to go into which wow like i'm feeling not attacked no. because i literally love no. like there's That's like the I, <laughs> yeah like but i feel like it's yeah. so good because like i literally love like oh i like I, like yeah like that was like the first test that i passed like in this That's my in, yeah i'm really excited <laughs> so what should what should our homes feel like once we've death cleaned yeah, I think why that's is actually a very like an important sentence is actually because uh, what I do in the show and what we all do in the show, but is that the house should be a reflection of you. It should have a purpose uh, and you should understand yourself. It's also like a journey to being authentic uh, and unburden yourself from guilt or what other people think or how do you want to live your life? So it's kind of weird to 
live in a space that you don't want to enter, you know? I do have a little bit of guilt about my purses, but now I feel like I don't. I don't (laughs) fucking, like, that's, I really, I get a lot of joy from it. And, like, it's great. And I'll probably just, like, auction it off and give it to, like, a gorgeous charity when I'm, like, 70. Or it's already in my estate plan. So it'll be fine. Perfect. I mean, also, I think, yeah, one of the things, it's so easy to jump on trends as well when you come to interior as well. It's better Mm -hmm. to think about the home, like, is it it a reflection of me instead? The, The main thing is that you feel that this is my space where I can charge my batteries and feel good in my home. Mm. Uh, and don't have all those stacks of guilt. <laughs> and how can we keep our houses tidy and avoid going uh, home blind? I will say one thing that is a good trick is to let your space be the limit as well. When it's full, it's full. So have those your space as a guideline, what you can save. Well, fuck. I failed that test because I do love a storage <laughs> unit. I mean, that's that's what you do. You book death cleaners. <laughs> so let's say you do a storage unit where you're like, when it's summertime, I don't need to be having all my winter clothes and shit because it's all bulky and then it makes me feel overwhelmed. So in the winter, I take my you know, my summer shit to the storage. And then like, you know, I have like, I do like a switch. Like I do like a semi-annual switch, like my hot clothes and then like my cold clothes. You know what I'm saying? Does that mean that I'm like highly functioning hoarder or does that mean that I'm like Swedish death cleaning accidentally because I'm like 6% Scandinavian or what? (laughs) You might be in the Shadowlands there because you have... Yeah, you... You know, it should be. We need to do a crossover episode is what I'm hearing you say. Like S2, we need a crossover episode. I need you guys to come over. Like I'm a little bit out of control. That's what I hear your faces saying to me just from how you're reacting right now. Like a little bit, like I'm a little bit like borderline. Like you guys are a little concerned. Like we need to. Okay. It's fine. I I saw, it's fine. I, I think, I think we all knew going in that I probably did need to be like, I think we knew that I need that I was okay. It's fine. It's fine. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and we are still allowed to buy cute things when we understand why or something. Exactly. I think so. But I think when I look at, when you talk about your clothes, I think it's interesting when, if I look at my grandmother, for instance, and also like a French woman, like in the good old days. Same. You bought, you bought two types of suits that you were wearing during one season and you have another type of suit. I mean, I think that's the thing about over-consuming that you have varieties of all the trends you like. You have like five of that coat because you thought it fitted so well. So why not have a purple one and why not have a blue one? And I think that kind of to get to get you to get more of a, the confidence to maybe Yo one, but if it's only fucking pink and green and you need fucking purple for your goddamn outfit, what the fuck are you supposed it. to do? Just like arena bits to get a bit of <laughs> no, because sometimes you need the selection because you feel very stunted if you don't have yeah. your, it's like a painter without the tool, without my, without the, uh, yes. how am I supposed to do my oil painting without my purple? Exactly. Without all the colors. But if you blend them all together, it becomes great. So maybe I'm just like exempt from, I think I personally am exempt from that rule because of like my non-binary queerness or something. Like there must be some gay LGBTQ thing that like makes me not able to do that or something. No, you're so right. I am over consuming. And as I heard myself say that, I realized that I am over consuming. You're right. But not coats. It's other things. It's just not coats. Yeah. Well, because coats are yeah. and, and like coats are so expensive that like I actually don't overconsume coats. It's more like 
other things that Tiaras. are... Okay, fine. I really need to come on season two. Okay, fine. I'll call David Collins. I'll ask. Maybe I can just like book <laughs> you guys privately. We can do it for so... Fine. I hear what you're saying. Or, <laughs> or, or rent the runway. You heard it here first. Rent the runway. We can do that. And then that way you can get your purple jacket and then you can just like send it back because hashtag sustainability. So you're actually yes. not telling me that I can't. You're just saying it's like find a different model. Yes. That's great. You, why are I mean, we like having the crossover of the season? I mean, you can rent, don't you have that in the States? You can rent clothes. There's actually, like, there was like some shops in Stockholm where you can like rent fancy clothes. I think one thing that I've taken from this episode so far is that really Swedish culture does like support death cleaning. Like they're, they're kind of like, it makes sense to me culturally, like how these principles have come about. So, but how do we see like, in like, let's say like sustainability initiatives or like landfill practices, for instance, how do we see like Sweden support death cleaning culture in other ways? We actually have a lot of uh, support there because our uh, landfill areas, they are really set up for people to go there and uh, sort their things. Everything is like, yeah, so you can recycle and everything is separated. So you have like, so it's really easy to get uh, things, um, get rid of things. And also you have a lot of uh, uh, charity and so on that you can also donate uh, things to as well. So it's very popular to buy things, uh, secondhand things, and go on flea markets and and so also. So that's really trendy. Mm. What do you think is possible in communities that embrace death cleaning? I think it's it makes space for other things than stuff, actually. It makes you connect more and uh, coming down to the kärnan. What do you call it in English? The core. To the core of what is important in life, actually. What was that word? Kärnan. 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 We learned Shannon. a gorgeous new <laughs> Swedish word and concept. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I love that it sounds like my best friend Shannon's name, but like with different yeah, pronunciation. <laughs> Yes, Shannon. (laughs) Shannon. So it makes space, though, Ella. That's a really beautiful way to speak. So, Katarina, what do you think for that question? What's possible in community when when we embrace Swedish death cleaning? Yeah, so whenever we talk about death, it sounds so dramatic. I think death is really just uh, an extreme, like, it's, it's a part of change. So life is always changing, and we need death in order for there to be life. And if we can lean a bit more into acknowledging that we are all born, we're all going to die, then I think we would have much more connection through that transition, the last transition that we're all going to do. And uh, I think it would um, open up more tolerance towards change in our everyday life as well, because we die a little in every moment, if you want to. Um, I think there's so much to gain from being more okay with death, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's funny because even when you started saying that, I was like, actually, it's so weird because like, I'm going to live forever. So it's like so funny that like everyone else is going to be like, I'm not. It's like so interesting. (laughs) But then it's funny how like, I think actually a lot of us have that reaction. And that's literally why we shy away from talking about it. Because when someone else is going through it, or when someone else has this experience with like, you know, a huge loss, or they're coming up against, you know, cancer or, you know, a life changing um, illness. It's like, when 
that realness and when that when that reality comes into your life and you share that with someone else who maybe is like, well, I'm going to live forever. That's not going to happen to me, which is our default, I think. It does make it, for some people, it feels too real. It feels too like, uh. And so if you can just sit with that moment of discomfort, which is literally what I did, like I didn't interrupt you. I like let you finish. And then I was like, wow, that is so true. Because I was like, I am going to, like we all will die someday. And I think that that does just open up so much more like patience and beauty um, for us to like sit with each other. And then like, when there is difficult times, like we don't just abandon someone because we're uncomfortable around, you know, speaking about something that might be hard for us to think about. Yeah, totally. So it's really beautiful. Yuan, how about you? Uh, I think presence is uh, one key thing and being authentic. And I think uh, what we, as we show in the show as well, is that who are you when you don't consume? Because that's a takeaway of thinking about how you repurpose stuff, how you edit the things you have at home, your heritage from someone. Uh, instead of seeing shopping and consuming as some kind of entertainment I- industry in your life. So if you fantasize about that and taking that away for a moment, what's left? Mm. Um, like each other. No, each other. Like our communities <laughs> and each other. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Because that is that is the answer. Because I think we um, then we get that kind of we take the fika break and we we re, re, reconnect instead of being so uh, up, you know, in in uh, with engagement in all the silliness about objects uh, uh, that doesn't have any meaning for us. And and that's I think it's not about taking away joy or anything because we don't do that in the show. We just talk about things for what they are, you know, and if someone likes silly stuff, they like silly stuff and then it has a purpose. Uh, um, I love that. And I also just love you all so much. So, and I, I think I would just say it's completely unrelated and we didn't go there yet, but Sweden, if anyone else from Sweden is listening to this episode, you know, your speed skating program is incredible and it's really unrivaled. And with all of your access to ice and extreme cold, I wish that you would give your figure skaters more attention. Um, yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> so Sweden, like if we could please just like start like really watching figure skating, like you don't have to overconsume some outfits, Johan. I already see your jaw fucking clenching, okay? Like you don't have to get too many fucking competitive dresses. You really can just do like two a season. <laughs> so just like please, if you guys could just start cheering on your Swedish figure skaters because they are there and they're great. And um, you know, I just want you guys to like cheer on your Swedish figure skaters more because they're they're great and they deserve your attention just the same as the speed skaters, even though their quads aren't quite as bulging, <laughs> which is great. They more like figure skaters have more like great butts, and like I feel like speed skaters more have those like quads and hammies, you know? <laughs> so anyway, I just had to say it. I'm not trying to come for you at the end of our episode. I don't want to like end on a bad note, but I just am saying, Ella, you know, Katarina, like you want if you could just like please like watch, you know, your figure skaters, like watch nationals, like request it on the television. Okay. <laughs> Where, uh, what's next for the Swedish death cleaners? Where can we find you? What's next for y'all? Like what is happening? You're just like trying to like, Johan sleep training with no blackout blinds, risky. Ella's got her blackout blinds. Like what, like, but also Ella at the beginning, you said you're in Cyprus. Is Cyprus, are you just giving, is that giving like Malta? Are you giving like, are you just giving like Mediterranean princess vibes? Are you wearing your SPF? Is it fun? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. We have our second home here, actually. So I have one in Sweden and one here. So we are here now on vacation. <laughs> so Good that's for why you, I look honey. like a tomato. <laughs> well, no, you you know, obviously, you know, on my show, we're real big on SPF. Okay, so please yeah. make sure you were integrating that SPF okay. into your, uh, you know, don't throw that out. Okay, and and you can't. Yes. Sometimes you do want two choices. You know, you might want one a little more, a uh, little more hardcore. You might want a little bit. This was more like. 
like, you know, soft core. It just depends, you know, what, what's happening. Um, and all three of you are on Instagram, right? Or all three of you, yes, we're, all, we're, out, we're active on the gram. Are any of us TikToking? Is that, are we into TikToking these days? I am. Okay, <laughs> we're going to put that link. What about the tweet? Are we still are we still fucking with Elon and Twitter? Are we out of there? What's are, are you on the Twitter? We'll put whatever I'm links. As well, but I, I use like a zero as the O's in my name, so it's Yuan Svensson with zero. We're gonna put all the links, but where but where where would you say that you really want people to follow you from this episode? Like, where can we get them? Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram is the biggest. Uh, because I think people are gonna mm-hmm. want to follow. You have to watch figure skating. Actually, there's so much good figure skating content on Instagram. It's not even funny. My algorithm is very figure skating heavy. And then figure skating, gays, and hairdressing and travel stuff. I That's like what my algorithm is. As well, I like like cute pigs. I would love to have like a pig. Yeah, so I, love I love pigs. Yeah, yeah they're so cute. Yeah. But they're so sweet. Um. You guys, thank you so much for coming on and for talking to me. I just adore all three of you. Y'all, if you have not seen The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning on Peacock, you need to see it yesterday. It is so good. It's incredible. Um, I'm hardcore lobbying to book you guys. I need you to come to Austin so we can Swedish Death Clean my shit. It's... I think you guys might be non-judgmentally disappointed in me, like in more of like a loving familial way. Like we're going to have to do some exploration into my hoarding ass tendencies. So I, I hope you can take it. And I'm excited to meet you guys in real life. Oh, that would be fun, you know. <laughs> we're coming. We're coming. <laughs> we're coming. Giving you a big hug and a kick in the butt. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for that Scandinavian <laughs> sass in real life. Um, Ella, thank you so much. Katarina, thank you so much. Jan, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on Getting Curious. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You can learn more about this week's guest and their area of expertise in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. You can follow us on Instagram at CuriousJBN. And can I just say, our social work has been so good. We are just slaying over there. So give us that follow. You can catch us on here every Wednesday and make sure to tune in every Monday for alternating episodes of Curious Now and Pretty Curious. Still can't get enough, honey? Either can I. You can subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening and our subscription-only show, Ask JVN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Getting Curious is produced by me, Chris McClure, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall. 